Hello, weary traveler, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast of solo TTRPGs. I am your host, Steel Stash, and today we're going to be playing Solo Orbits, written and illustrated by Astro Lich. Now, from their itch page, Solo Orbits is described like this. For those that have played Dark Fort, the solo played version of Morkborg included with Ferritory, I present to you Solo Orbits, a dark fort for death in space. This is an entirely self-contained game that is considerably harder, yet unique and different enough from Dark Fort to be considered its own experience. That said, it bears the same skeleton as its inspiration. And they do go on to say that it is an independent production and is not affiliated with a cult Ortmastare Games, or Stockholm Cartel. It is published under the Morkboard third-party license. Morkboard is copyright Ork or Mastare Games and Stockholm Cartel. So before we dive on in, first of all, I want to give a huge shout-out to Katie, our first patron. Thank you so much for joining the team and helping make this a better program with your pledge. For those of you who'd like to get in on that, you can find us at patreon.com slash Black Dragon Dungeon Company or in the link down below. And of course, if you like our content, please let us know. Give us a review, a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe. Share us on Facebook, Twitter, wherever. All those links are going to be down below on how you can find us. We love to hear from you. And without further ado, let us dive on in to Solo Orbits. Or should I say blast off all right so as a member of a research expedition team you wake up from cryosleep alone save for the onboard service data system major tom heading to the bridge you notice that while you have awakened on time the ship is not where it should be leaving you out in deep space something has gone wrong and you'll have to explore the ship to find out what your name is Dakin. You begin with 15 hit points and 15 plus 1d6 access credentials. There is no limit to the number of items you may carry. So we are going to start off with a starting weapon and a starting item that is going to help us out. You begin by drawing a room of any size or shape to our liking with four doors. And that is going to be our bridge. Then we also have the D4, which is going to dictate whether we find a thing, whether we get attacked by a minor life form, if dark matter hits the ship, granting us a void power, or the silence and blackness of space. So it looks like we have a number of random tables on here to roll from. All of that we're going to kind of figure out as we go. Now, looking at this, it seems that successfully completing challenges is going to grant us access to access credentials. And access credentials seem to be the meta currency of the game. Now, after accumulating 31 access credentials, we are granted a clearance. Your access credentials are reduced to zero when used this way. So when gaining the clearance, roll a D6. If you already have a clearance and you already roll that on the table, just go ahead and re-roll until you get a new clearance. 
When all six clearances have been unlocked, we are safe enough to return to Cliosleep. I hope for your sake, you trust Major Tom to watch over you. All right, so let's go ahead and dive on into this game. What we're going to do first is we're going to go ahead and draw our bridge. And it is just going to be a very simple, a very simple square. No need to get too fancy here. Let's go ahead and drop ourselves right in the middle of the bridge. There we go. We're going to drop ourselves right off in the middle of the bridge. And now we're just going to add a couple doorways here. This way we leave our front view screen open to the blackness of space. Of course, I understand why would we have a view screen or it doesn't particularly matter because after all, we're on a ship. Everything is everything is built. It doesn't necessarily have to orient directly in front of us, but I like it. I am a tragically terrestrial creature. Therefore, no matter where the bridge is, it will always be on the front of the ship to me. And we'll populate a little bit of a star field for us because why not? You got to have a little bit of fun with this. All right, so next up, we need to well, we need to go ahead and add some details. So we have our 15 HP. We're going to go ahead and roll our 1D6. So we're going to be starting off with 20 access credentials. Heck yeah. All right, for our weapon, we need to roll a D4. Got ourselves a 1. So we're going to be starting out with a large wrench, which is a D6 melee weapon. All right, so good attack, but got to get up close and personal, of course. Why would anything ever be easy in space? And now we have our first item, which is going to be the Octo Camo Suit. And in the book, that has some asterisks next to it. So let's find those asterisks and figure out what this Octo Camo Suit does. It allows us to avoid D4 fights when acquiring access credentials equal to their threat. So that right there is some cool stuff right off the bat. We can avoid some fights as long as we have... Oh, we can avoid up to D4 fights while acquiring access credentials equal to that threat. So we can choose whether or not we want to fight something. And then we get some access credentials on top of it. So let's go ahead and roll our D4. Unfortunately, I already blew my four. Dang, I only got one. So I can avoid one fight. This is probably going to be this is probably going to be something I'm going to hold on to for a bit because I play games annoyingly. I don't use any of my bennies the way that I should. All right, before diving too much further into it, just some other things to note. Again, we talked about finding and potentially getting attacked by life forms. For life forms, there are minor and major life forms that are running amok on the ship. To hit, roll a d6 and surpass the life forms threat. Only ranged weapons win ties. Mmm. That's annoying. I'm so used to, if it meets, it beats. Apparently, only with ranged weapons. I have a melee weapon. Of course. And if successful, the life form takes weapon damage. And failure means the life form has hit you. Spacesuits absorb D4 damage and allows you to avoid certain hazards. Killing a life form nets you access credentials for securing the area equal to their threat. After accumulating 31 credentials, you're granted an additional clearance. If you fall to zero HP or below, you are dead in space. 
If a fight ever becomes too much, you may flee by taking D4 damage and losing two credentials. Alright, so correction to earlier, you do not start off with four doors. You start off with D4 doors on the bridge. So you're going to start off with D4 doors. And that D4 is also going to determine what happens in the bridge. As there are some things that could happen to you in the bridge. That could be a random item. It could be getting attacked. It could be getting a void power from the dark matter. Or it can be the silence and blackness of space. After dealing with that, you may choose from any of the doors that you find and proceed deeper into your ship. Each time you enter a new room after the bridge, you'll roll on a D6 table to determine what is in the room. And there's a 2D6 table to determine what the room size is. Now, once you have settled and figured out the issue in that room, then you'll roll a D4 to see how many doors there are in that, uh, in that new room. Now, just because you have secured a room doesn't mean that everything is safe. There is a 1 in 4 chance that anytime you come back to a secured room, you are going to face a minor life form. So that seems... What a lovely way to keep you on your toes. So just because something is secured doesn't mean that it is going to stay secured. So it doesn't say how to do that. However, I'm assuming you roll a D4 and on a run, you run into a minor life form. So without further ado, let us go ahead and get started. This is Dacum. I have awoken. I am not where I'm supposed to be. I am deep in the blackness of space. Something has gone wrong. My navigation systems must have gone offline. So I must, I must figure out where I am and what's going on. Unfortunately, I don't have all the clearances I need in order to do that. However... I do have a plan. I'm going to try and get this figured out, but here's hoping for the best. So we're going to go ahead and roll our D4 and see how many doors we have. We have three doors off of the bridge. And that three also means that a barrage of dark matter hits the ship, granting you a void power. So void powers have only a certain number of uses before the effects of dark matter leave your body and you normalize. Once this happens, you lose that power. So we're going to roll another D4 to find out what our void power is. And we got ourselves a one that allows us to summon a void creature. The void creature helps you for D4 fights, dealing D4 damage each turn. So we're going to get a void creature for two fights. So we got ourselves a little buddy. We're going to say this void creature is going to take the form of a inky black dragon. Why? Because branding is important. And this dragon is going to follow us as we explore and attempt to attempt to survive our ordeal here. So we're going to go ahead and pass through the first doorway. And we're going to roll 2d6 to determine the shape of the room. So it's going to be a cubed room. And what threat do we have in here? Potential. We got a five. So we encounter a major life form right off the bat. First thing, as soon as we walk through this door, we encounter a major life form. That is, uh, that is, that is no bueno, no bueno indeed. Let's see what type of life form we encountered. We have encountered the Astral Lich himself. 
All right, so this thing has a five threat. It does D8 damage and it has 12 hit points. After killing 50% chance of gaining an additional level of clearance. This has a five threat, which means that on a D6, I need to roll a six in order to hit it. Yeah, that is... That is not good, folks. So we're going to go ahead and tag this room as the Astro Lich. And I am going to activate my... I'm going to activate my Octo Camo. And I'm going to bravely run away. So I'm going to avoid my one fight. And we are not going to... Hey, we're not going to go back to that door. We are instead going to come down here and go through this door. So we're going to roll our 2d6. To determine shape, that is an 11, so that's going to be a triangular-shaped room. All right, so we're going to have that nice triangular-shaped room right there. And we will now see what threat we have in here. And we got a 6, so that is a supply center. That's good. So the supply center grants you access to several things. Now, they all cost access credits. They all cost credits. Everything costs money. But, but that also allows us to potentially better our situation. So some of the things that we got, we got, we can get a ballistic sidearm, which gives us a ranged weapon. A stun gun, which is also ranged, but it does D4 instead of D6 damage. We can get magnetic boots, which help on hazard rolls. We can recharge our octo camo. We can get a flamethrower spacesuit, which helps reduce damage. I don't see a utility knife coming into any type of usefulness for us, as uh, it is also a melee weapon and it does less damage than our wrench. We can get some dark matter for another void power, or we can get a stim booster that heals. 1d6 now the problem is we're only sitting at 20 credits and of course all the good stuff on here costs a lot like we can't get a flamethrower flamethrower is 25 credits getting more octo camo is going to pretty well wipe out what we got i lied we have 25 credits we have 25 credits because the use of our octo suit allowed us to gain access credits equal to the threat that we ran away from. And since they had a threat level of five, we got five credits. So here's the thing. I'm kind of, I'm kind of going back and forth. Honestly, honestly, if I was going to get anything, it would either be another Octo Camo or a space suit. Now I can get both and that'll completely wipe me out so what do we want to do what do we want to do yeah i don't see any of the weapons helping us out i mean the flamethrower is definitely a uh, the flamethrower is definitely nice and that is one of the credentials or correction that is one of the levels of clearance but really at this stage of the game at this stage of the game i yeah, the Octo Camo and the spacesuit are just too powerful of a combination. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and spend all of our credits. And we're gonna get a spacesuit 
and we're gonna get an, some more Octo Camo. So let's see how much Octo Camo we get. Four, hell yeah. That's gonna let us avoid four fights. That is going to allow us to avoid four fights. We're gonna go ahead and tag this room as a supply center. And now we're gonna roll a D4 to see how many doors we see in here. Two. Minor correction, when you roll for doors, if you see one, or if you get a one, that is no doors. Two equals one door, and three to four means two doors. So we only found one door in here, which is fine. We don't need that many doors. We don't need that many options. Go ahead and draw that guy right there. We're gonna put that door in one of the sides of this triangle, and we're gonna keep heading down further into the bowels of the ship. So, once again, 2d6 to determine room shape. We got a 9, which is going to be spherical. We just got the weirdest looking ship I ever did see. Draw ourselves a nice little circle. There we go. Marry that up there. And then now 1d6 to determine what is in this room. We got ourselves a 1. Ha-ha! Nothing is in this room, but we do gain an access credential. So we're already coming back. We're already coming back. Outstanding. Roll 1d4 again to see how many, if there are any doors. We got a 1. There are no doors. This is a dead end. All right. So now we're going to come back to our supply center. Got to roll ourselves a d4 to see if a minor life form has gotten in here. That is a 3. We are safe for now. We're going to come back up to the bridge, roll another D4. Got ourselves a four. Nothing has snuck onto the bridge while we were out. And now we're going to go off into this little path to the right, opposite of the Astro Lich. We're just going to leave that dude hanging out in that room. I don't know what else is in that room, what else that room leads to. We are not going to deal with it. That is not in our paycheck. At least not right now. So we're going to roll a 2d6 to find out room shape. We got a 4. So this room is going to be trapezoidal. There we go. Got ourselves a little trapezoid right there. And 1d6 for what the room could hold. We got ourselves another 1. That is another nothing in here except for an access credit outstanding. Hopefully we can find some doors. We found one door, one door. That door is going to be, uh, that door is going to be in a little bit of a weird spot. We're going to go ahead and draw that door in the southern portion of this wall. Because for those of you watching on YouTube, if I keep going to the east, I'm going to run into my notes. For those of you listening on the podcast, we are going south. And once again, new room, 2d6 for shape. As a six, this is going to be a cube, a cube room. Nice, happy little cube. 1d6 for what the room contains, and that is a three. All right, three is the neural uplink center for our SDS. Roll a die, even results, you gain 10 access credentials as you access the ship's sit rep via Major Tom. Odd, we're overwhelmed by ecstatic feedback. Taking D4 damage. D10 if in the spacesuit. Oh no. The spacesuit finally had a drawback. It was looking so good for everything else. 
All right. So I'm going to walk up to the computer. Major Tom, Major Tom, this is Dykin. Hey, man, what is going on? Where are we? We are not where we're supposed to be. I need some help. Just says roll a dice. So we're going to go ahead with D20. Why? Because a larger number sounds like more options. Doesn't really matter. It's an even or odd. You can flip a coin if you want. Going with the D20, though, because of suspicion. Even. Yes. That is 10 more credentials. So it seems like Major Tom's going to do some calculating. He's going to come back to us. Greetings, Steichen. Yes, we have veered off course and unfortunately are lost in the deep recesses of space. It will take several hours in order for us to figure out our exact location. We have ceased all forward momentum at this time and are currently attempting to triangulate our position. Please be patient and continue to work with other systems in efforts to speed up our location and navigation efforts. Thank you. Pew. All right. So with that, we are going to finally see how many more doors we got on this. All right. A four outstanding. Tom has two doors leading away from him. So we're going to say one of those doors is in the south. One of those doors is in the east. We are going to avoid the eastern door for now, and we are going to head to the south, rolling 2d6 for our shape, which is going to be another cube, and then 1d6 for what the heck's in here, and that is a 5. So on a 5, we encounter another major life form. You're really hoping for a minor life form, as long as it's not the Astral Lich again. Let's see what it is. All right, it is the Eclipse Ooze. This has a four threat, 10 HP. It cannot be harmed by any weapon other than the Flamethrower. After the fight, one in six chance to inhale its spores, turning it into a black goo from a primordial time. We're not going to have to worry about this. I do not have a Flamethrower, so we cannot fight this Ooze. So luckily, we get to avoid four fights. Now we only get to avoid three fights as we bravely run away. Back up into Major Tom's room. We're going to roll our D4 to see if any minor life forms have infiltrated the place. We got a one. We got a one. So yes, we run into a minor life form. This is good. I kind of wanted to have a fight. Sorry, we're going to get four more access credits from running away from the ooze. And we are going to fight a minor life form of a Ziggy's. So this is a two threat. It does D4 damage. It has three HP. And in addition to everything, we also have our void creature who has continued to follow us. Our black dragon has continued to follow us. So again, the way combat works is we're going to roll 1D6 and we have to beat the threat level on the creature in order to hit it. We got a three, so that does beat it. So I'm going to hit it with my wrench and deal one damage. And my void creature, my dragon, is going to attack. And it just automatically deals damage, I think. And it does three. So as I kind of bonk at this thing and it ziggies away, 
I had Ziggy's right into the gaping maw of my astral dragon. And it is no more. I only have one fight left with my dragon. But I did gain myself two more credits. Now, unfortunately, I only have one place I can move. And that is to the east of Major Tom's room. So, move my nose to the other side. We're going to go to the east of Major Tom's room. And we're going to go see what size room we have. We rolled a 7 for room shape. So that's going to be another cube. We like the cubic designs here. And what am I going to find in this room? Four. I encounter another minor life form. Outstanding. So we'll roll our d4 to see what we encounter. And that is going to be a two. And that's going to be a void decayed crew. So that has a three threat. 6 HP, it is immune to void powers and has a 1 in 6 chance of carrying a random item. Since that is a Benny after this fight, we will say that we have to roll a 6 in order to get it. But, unfortunately, it is immune to my void creature, which means that my void creature is going to sadly fade away on this fight without being able to do any type of help. I'm not going to try and say that I can hold him in reserve. I do not think that is a thing. At least not, at least it's not stated that you can do it. So we're going to roll our D6. What did I say this guy was? A three. So we got to get four or better. Hell yeah, we got a four. And let's go ahead and roll our damage. And that is five. We just smashed this decayed crew member in the head with a sickening thunk of our wrench and it crumples to the floor. Uh, let's see, that was a three threat. So we're going to gain three access credentials. Again, we have lost our void creature and we have a one in six chance of getting a random item. That's gonna happen on a six. We got a three, that does not happen. So that is solo orbits at this point you can continue to play and you can continue to try to roll for rooms at some point you are going to have to go and fight those major creatures those major life forms that we were avoiding but as long as we have rooms to run away to then we don't necessarily need to worry about that right now no need to press our luck so yeah that is solo orbits by astro lich so Fun game, a lot crunchier than a lot of the games that I've played. This starts getting into a lot more of your classic tabletop role-playing game experience. Again, because it is based on Morkborg, that is probably the reason there. This is an adaptation of a group role-playing game. So you have a lot more of those group-type rules associated with it and a lot of that crunch. There's a decent amount of crunch here. This is this is fun. Now, the rule book is three pages long. You can stretch it to four because page two is layout. Like, this is not a long rule book, all right? There are not a lot of rules there. there, there it definitely takes a lot of things for granted as far as your play experience. So if you are playing this game... It is not necessarily friendly to someone who has never played a tabletop role-playing game before. 
But if you do have experience with it and you are familiar with role-playing games, then by all means, go check this out. One of the things I like about this is the random dungeon generation. At the end of the day, this is a dungeon crawler where you just call it a spaceship instead of a dungeon. But yeah, it has that classic dungeon crawler feel to it. Going through, you have your chance of random monsters. You have your chance of finding a supply cache, finding a supply room, and like just going through and getting your cool stuff. It seems... I'm not going to lie. Like It seems a little stacked against you right up front, but that also might just be because I unluckily rolled two major life forms. Those major life forms are a serious threat. And the fact that the fact that one I had no weapon that could damage it and the other one was so strong I would have to roll a 6 in order to hit it. That does not bode well for the home team. But like that's just that's just part of the experience. The no limit on Items that you can carry helps out a lot. It really does allow you to stack how many things that you have. Now, weapons damage and all that type of stuff, it doesn't stack with each other. So, you know, keep that in mind. You know, single attack type things. That's why, you know, that's why with the wrench, I wasn't trying to get the knife because the knife deals less damage. It's not like I can attack with the wrench and the knife on a turn. You know, so it's just one of those, there's some, there's some inventory management that you have to do with it just to make sure that you have what you need. So yeah, that's part of the, that's part of the classic experience. That's part of the classic dungeon delving experience. If you haven't done any type of dungeon delving before, then this is a fun introduction to that. It is a, it is a fun space theme. It does have, it does have some fun horror concepts that you could play with. I didn't play up a whole lot of that as I ran away from the things that I really could have had the most horror stuff in there. But there is some body horror in there with the Decayed crew members that you could play up if you really wanted to. Or you could just simply go through and roll your dice and go on from there. But like this is definitely one of those games where the amount of narrative you get out of it depends on the amount of narrative that you put into it. It doesn't have a whole lot of, it does not have a whole lot of spots to put that in. The accessing Major Tom is really one of the best spots to put that in, I would think. If you wanted to add, like, if you wanted to add a little more flair when you got to the Major Life Forms, that would also be another good one. Really, if you wanted to go back and, like, rewrite some of your previous experiences, like the attack on the Decayed crew member, easily could have been somebody that I knew that you know I had worked with I could have played that up a little bit but in the interest of time and being my, being my own GM for this game then that that makes adding that type of stuff a little bit difficult but you know not impossible but yeah this is a crunchy system this is this is definitely something that you can easily just sit down and roll Again, the the very small rulebook means that it's easy to take with you. It's easy to bring along. And realistically, you only need a D4 and a D6. So 
like a very easy game to just kind of take and play on the go. Of course, the cover art is beautiful. Astrolich did a great job with that illustration. I love the imagery that, that it's going for, and it does help set the tone of the game. So this is definitely this is definitely one of those to check out if you're looking for a dungeon delver, if you're looking for a classic, a more classic experience, go check this out. It is currently five dollars on itch. You can find it at astrolich.itch.io slash solo dash orbits. It is also included in the current TTRPG picnic bundle. I think I picked this up in another bundle. Yeah, so I picked this up in another bundle, but uh, yeah, good game. Go check it out. And if you do, make sure you tell them that Steel Stash sent you. Help spread the good name of Steel Stash around so that some of these solo creators know that somebody is out there promoting and loving their works and trying to share the love of solo RPGs out to everybody. But... Like I said, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and leave us a comment, leave us a rating, review, like, subscribe, all of that jazz. Check out our Patreon if you want some exclusive stuff, early access, access to all of the games that we have written over here at Black Derrick and Dungeon Company, as well as some cool exclusives that we're going to be doing later on down the line. I have been your host, Steel Stash, and remember, I mustache y'all to stay awesome. You've been listening to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG live play and review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at Black Dragon Dungeon Company at gmail.com. If you really like us, you can consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon dot com slash black dragon dungeon company thank you so much